Welcome to the Hap in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast, streaming to you as part of the Joe's Disc Golf Podcast Network. And here are your hosts, Ben, Joe, and RJ. All right, everybody, welcome back to Half in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast, where three of us friends get together, kick back, have a few drinks, and ramble on about disc golf here for a little bit. Uh, starting off, my name's Ben. I'm up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Today, I'm drinking a Bud Light Seltzer because I kind of forgot to make myself a drink ahead of time, and this was a quick grab out of the fridge. Girl. <laughs> Does Kayla know that you're drinking her uh, drinks? Yeah, she yelled at me. <laughs> Well, uh, my name is RJ, and I am finishing off my bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon from last week. Uh, and when that is gone, I will probably grab my bush lights out of the fridge that I have been drinking for the last couple hours. <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm from the Fort Wayne area, and I'm drinking the sad tears of all the Packers fans as I smile and rejoice. Because I'm a Bears fan, and... <laughs> Bears we didn't hurts. even make the playoffs. <laughs> no, but it still hurts. It we, still hurts. It's, it's a little fresh. We fired our head coach the day after the season and our general manager, which, more importantly, the general manager needed to go a long time ago. I think Nagy did all right with what he had. Now, my question is, will you send my Colts to your quarterback? Because we need a, a new one. Um, no, I think just, we got Justin no. Fields for a couple years. You want the oh, red rocket? Talking. We'll trade you for Carson Wentz. No, we already have a redheaded quarterback that can't throw. <laughs> and is hurt every other week. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so it sounds like he belongs on the Bears. Quarterback oh. injured? Perfect. We'll take him. Yeah, no, we can turn this into a bitch about the NFL podcast here oh. real quick oh, in the next yeah. few weeks if we want to. Oh, man. That's, that let's, won't be let's hard. Let's not do that. That's not, that won't be a stretch. Hey, well, Joe, what are the uh, happy. Tom Brady is out of the playoffs, though. Very I happy. That, so I was eating dinner with my in-laws and my my brother-in-law is from L.A. area. And so I think he's a Chargers fan now because they moved there. I don't know exactly. Or Rams, Rams, Rams. Rams sorry. Um, and so I was like, all right, whatever. And he's like, there's a minute, two minutes left. And the Buccaneers are on like the 30 or something like that and so my father-in-law turned it on and we watched it we're like what the hell just happened that was insane that finish to that game i thought it was wrapped up at half and all of a sudden it's like this is becoming a game this isn't supposed to be a game right now this this turned into a game i didn't watch any except the last two minutes and i was like i we actually we tuned in when they were reviewing the tom brady whether or not he got the first down Mm. which he was short but it was like uh, version 2.0 yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so. well so, and that concludes so our uh, football podcast right now <laughs> say, what so, is the uh what is the goal today what is our list because you know like a good podcaster i did not look ahead of time i yeah. had one thing prepared and didn't look at the rest of our list well we uh <laughs> we <laughs> we got uh listener questions about uh types of plastic pros and cons is expensive better or not <laughs> spoiler yes Uh, We got our MPO and FPO predictions for DGPT points, which I'll explain a little more as we get into that. And then we have promotions like follow us on Twitter and the things that you guys have set up that I still need to follow on. Yeah. Half in the bag, Twitter at half in the bag, DG or Joe's disc golf. Uh, Instagram, Joe's disc golf, Joe's disc golf website, Joe's disc golf.com. Um, 
Halfinthebagdg.com. Yeah, yeah halfinthebagdg.com. I'm trying to remember everything here. Uh, yeah. YouTube is uh, uh, slash Joe's Disc Golf Podcast is wherever you get your podcast from. Or if you want to submit a listener question and have the audio either played or not, up to you. If it's not, uh, as long as it's clean. I'll say it that way. Yeah. PG. Keep it PG. Clean-ish, because you know, PG we're not great ourselves. PG-13, no F-bombs. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, but you got one F-bomb with PG-13. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Otherwise, PG is kind of like, eh. yeah. So, PG, you have PG a hard 10. time saying garden. <laughs> PG-10. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's over at anchor.fm slash half in the bag DG or Joe's Disc Golf. Either way, uh, at Anchor FM. Or you can submit your questions on Twitter. Yep. Uh, and also be on the lookout for our new uh, Disc of the Week promotion if you want to um, get one of your really pretty discs featured, like I did with my uh, Ricky Waisaki Moonshine uh, Harp. You know, go ahead and send those and we'll uh, tweet tweet it out and give you a shout out for a nice, pretty disc. Maybe I'll put in my uh, misstamped or my uh, awkward stamp, misstamped felon signed by Kona. <laughs> I still really appreciate that was awesome. Like that whole situation. Yeah. Like Is I only want to one in your list. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> Spoiler. N- number one in the heart. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so do we want to jump in, do the plastic stuff first, and then uh, knock out the FPO and MPO in that order? I think that's I think that sounds like a good idea because we had intentions of doing the listener question last week and completely skipped it. So to make sure we don't run out of time, let's actually you know for the three listeners we have, you know, pretend that yeah. we're actually listening to them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they're all on so- this podcast watching right now and recording. <laughs> <laughs> all three listeners. <laughs> It's funny because we have four uh, pictures up right now. Yeah, I know. That's how we uh, make the words behind me look the right way. Otherwise, they're like episode one. Otherwise, it yeah. looks like you've been drinking too much. Yeah. What? That's that's all the right way. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I, the audio <laughs> podcast people are like, what the hell is going on? Oh, my gosh. Poor audio podcast. Gotcha. Well, I mean, when it comes to plastic types, I got to be fair. I don't know all of the companies um there's so much out there but just as a general you know premium versus baseline i I think is a good way to approach it and the way i see it is baseline typically seems to be the most tacky type stick to your hand doesn't matter the weather it seems like your premium plastics can be a little bit more slippery in my opinion which i think is why you see a ton a ton of pros Hut with baseline plastic because you never have to worry about your grip or similar. Yeah. Like um, dynamic discs is the brand that we're the most familiar with. For sure. Yeah. Any of the, well, the trilogy there, it's all the same plastic with yeah. different names on it. Literally. Essentially. Yeah. Right. Um, but like a lot of their putters, you'll get prime as their baseline, but then you'll get their classic plastic, which is slightly more durable and could be mm-hmm. softer or as hard as, the baseline stuff like i honestly prefer to putt with classic soft so yeah and i use my blend myself I, I actually go with the blend i like the little so, bit more rigidity i feel like for my sake 
I love the feel of the soft in the blends. Yep. But I like the more consistency that I see out of the blend, which I think is why you see a lot of the pros use the hard. They don't necessarily need the feel as much as the consistency when they're, yep. you know, consistent from 40 feet in where we're consistent from like seven feet and in. I've you know. missed from there. I've missed from <laughs> oh, closer. More, more Joe, consistent. Joe in a tournament. Me. I've missed in a tournament from less than seven feet. Joe watched me in a tournament. We'll screw that put up. Put my disc into the basket, have it hit the chains, bounce in the basket, and then bounce out. Yeah. In a tournament. Yeah. I did it and I turned and I looked down and I, I literally just looked at the card and I'm like, what just happened? Like, <laughs> yeah. like There's, the two people that the two other people on our card were just like, that sucks. Yeah, like there's spinouts and then there's nothing. There's spinouts and then there's stupid. Yes, you know. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, there's how how does the physics of this happen? Because <laughs> I use uh, like Joe, I u- prefer using a classic soft putter. Um, I like how it catches the chains a little bit better. But in the wind, I prefer a harder putter. So yeah, I, I actually, yeah. And yeah it, so I actually hold a classic soft judge, and I have a maiden. Uh, that I got in a trilogy challenge a few years back. It's uh, a lot of years back. Was the putter. Yeah, it's getting up. Yeah, it's probably closer to five years <laughs> now. Because um, I anyway. got that same disc <laughs> from that yes. same tournament or trilogy yes. challenge. So, <laughs> so a lot of times I'll use the maiden as my um, kind of win putter uh, just because I haven't picked yeah. up a classic blend judge. But um, yeah, so, so that's kind of my thought on the putters. Now, mm-hmm. I, I want to pose this to you guys because for me, I would much rather have the durability of the premium plastic. That is why a lot of the discs that I buy when we're talking about you know dynamic discs or um, latitude or we- you know whatever, I'm buying the premium plastic. The, the Lucid, the Lucid Air, the Opto, the the gold yeah, line, that yeah. you know, yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah, or like, uh, what is the advantage? Because when I was going through, um, actually Kona's bag, going going back to Kona, it seems like a lot of her plastics were the more of like the 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 fusion types, and, and to me, I just I don't really understand what the real difference is and why. You know why someone would choose one over the other. Um, I get the tackiness feeling. I, to me, that's not a big deal because I typically try not to play in the rain. Um, <laughs> yeah, they the pros don't always have a choice with that one, yeah. right? There are plenty right. of tournaments um, that show that last year. Yes, but so so I want to get kind of your guys' opinions on you know kind of what the difference is between those and why maybe I should take a harder look at some of those fusions. Um, I did pick up the, you know, the, the Kona Vandal. Um, I, th- I think I've, I talked about that last week and I like the feel of that one. Um, but I'm just, again, to me, I don't know what, what the advantage of it is over the more durable. Yeah, mine, mine's yellow. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, same, yeah. same idea. Yeah. And, and with that, I don't know. Um, I'm sure if you look into the plastic on the about pages and stuff, for me, it's a feel because I started with a lot of, you know, that see-through premium, you know, for me, when I started throwing Innova and that's around here, they had the cool tie-dye patterns. And honestly, I 
bought disc based on looks back when I first started. Like, oh, cool, yep. it says distance driver. That's got to be for throwing hard, and it's got a really cool tie-dye on it. And, you know, as I've learned that, you know, distance driver is definitely not where you should be starting if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. mid-range game and the fairway driver game is where it's at, even yeah, now that I know what I'm doing prepared, more. Not even a pro tip, just a beginner tip? <laughs> far more beginner tip. I mean, if you're a beginner yeah. and don't know what you're doing, the last thing you want to do is pick up an 11, 12, 13, 14-speed driver. Learn how to throw something at a 5, 6, 7-speed and learn how to throw it consistent. Then you can play around based on your arm speed about how things go. Um, but yeah, like that's a lot of it. And so for me, the difference between your clear premium and your, you know, su- you know, your opaque. So the clear versus like the opaque premium for me, I notice a little bit more give kind of like that soft kind of plastic in yep. the more opaque ones personally. Mm-hmm. Are you going to get as consistent of a flight in the wind if there's a small little divot? Technically, no. But for me, I'm noticing that my releases are cleaner with the more opaque style. So I'm definitely switching my bag over from more of that VIP type, you know, VIP opto, you know, type of clear plastic to more of that opaque style. Because for me, that plastic seems to be more consistent for me. So you're going now, there are exceptions with the X plastics, that hard, rigid plastic, because you're getting consistent out of that and you're i'm also only throwing those discs for a certain reason what you notice with a more rigid disc more often than not is they tend to be overstable mm-hmm. so i don't necessarily need consistency because the stability is going to give me the consistency i'm looking for that personally yeah that's like my um vip or uh sorry lucid x chameleon sheriff kind of is more it's closer to an enforcer than it is a sheriff Mm-hmm. Just because Camille, for uh, uh, those of you who don't throw any dynamic or trilogy, chameleon is that stuff that color shifts in the in the light. The color shift, yeah. And um, so that, at least for dynamic, and I'm assuming it's the same for everybody, makes it more stable. The Lucid X, that X style, makes it more stable. And I want to say, I think. Part of the thing that uh, is kind of putting like Kona towards like Goldline and Fusion and Dimax and the opaque stuff is that similar to what she was throwing, I believe, with Innova? Because when she started, like I have like Pro Plastic, which is kind of their pretty durable, but it's still that opaque. That's the boss that's behind my head that yeah. way. Um, and that's pretty durable. I mean, you can see that boss behind me is. That's not because the camera is crappy quality. Like it is worn out. I threw that disc for years. Well, at least just, when I first met you, that's what you were throwing back yes. in the day. Cause we both had a boss and mine went for a swim. Yes. Yours, I think went for a swim, but they we got have a, boat on it? a few times. Yeah. Didn't have a boat on it. <laughs> it's the boss. But, back, ben. but yeah, generally like <laughs> I, I like the way lucid feels the clear premium plastic that trilogy mm-hmm. has. And for me, it's just kind of a personal preference. I had, um, yeah. I did back when the next gen amateur tour was going on, and it was the first year that they did it. They partnered with Latitude and they gave um, Goldline Gladiators mm-hmm. as a disc, and it had a really cool stamp on it. Yeah. And they also gave you an anchor, which is basically an Emac Truth. Um, uh, more stable Emac Truth. A slightly more stable. Yeah, I would, I would yeah. argue it's more stable. I took it out of it's my bag because to be it was more stable. I, I took it out of my bag because it was basically 
too it was too close. Like mm-hmm. it, it was it was too stable for my emac, not stable enough for a justice kind of thing. So it, right. it it sat in that weird spot, but but I digress. I did not like mm-hmm. the gold line gladiators that they gave out, not because of the flight or anything. I actually bagged a gladiator for a long time. Uh I just didn't like how the flight plate felt soft. Like I felt like I was going to push my thumb straight through it. And, and I, I think a lot of that for you is with being a forehand dominant, you create so much more torque on it that yeah. it seems like that clear style plastic, the slightly a little bit more hardiness to it. Yes. And then I'm not going to like, I essentially have two bags right now. I have discs <laughs> that I mostly only forehand and mostly only backhand. And I have some that I do both with, but for the most part, it's like <clears throat> if I'm pulling my justice out, 80% of the time it's a forehand shot. You know, maybe I need that crazy the hook weird, on a backhand. Yep, that and, weird upshot utility or, thing. Or if I'm pulling out my Emac Truth, I'm 90% of the time I'm going to backhand that. Unless it's some weird touch shot that's just a bit too far for like a harp. Mm-hmm. Or I need it to finish a bit straighter than a harp. So, like, I basically have two bags. (laughs) Now, distance drivers, it gets a little different just because, you know, wind conditions can really change that. Like, I'll forehand my Raider and I'll, like, I'll actually go 50-50 on my Raider. Mm -hmm. It's either backhand or forehand. And everything I have basically is the Lucid plastic. Although, I am partial towards the Royal line, which is the new stuff from uh, Latitude 64. It feels a lot like the lucid plastic, but it is it's like the gold line or uh, Dimax or fusion kind of like it's opaque. It it feels awesome. And isn't it's, that it's super the polished. way they mold it? Isn't the way they do that too? the mold lines are less severe. So especially for you at forehand, it's there's not going to no rip flashing. off your fingers as much. Yeah. So yeah. there's there that little bit that I always have to sand off on the bottom. So I don't tear up my hand you need to wear down because sanding off would be illegal. No, actually, I'm smoothing it out. You can't yeah. like that little bit. You can't alter it. Yeah, yeah, you can't alter it, but you can. Yeah, they, they say you can actually take that little bit of flashing off right there. Oh, OK, because that's not actually going to change anything. If you only take yeah. that little bit that scrapes up your hand, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as if you like take the disc and put it on the concrete and spin it back and forth. I just do it with a little more control with a little piece of sandpaper and like it's not see i just take a brand new disc throw it it hits the parking lot and i accomplish the same goal (laughs) yeah (laughs) but is that um, before or after it hits the water yeah before typically yeah and then on a good day i'll skip it it. (laughs) on a good day i'll skip it off the curb into the water you know i've done that (laughs) once or twice yep um i mean i think the big difference that comes in with your premium to your baseline plastics is the durability for sure sure um, your baseline plastics for a lot of companies day one, fresh off the rack are really overstable, but the more you hit trees, they beat into that just comfort feel so much quicker. Yep. And I think that's I'm, why uh, pros, another reason why pros love the baseline plastic for the sake of putting is you can beat it into what you want it to be very quickly. Yep. Um, and that's why you, you know, see that baseline plastic in a lot of starter <laughs> sets. One, to make yeah. it cheaper, to make the sport even cheaper, because mm-hmm. the starter set will go for like 25, 30 bucks and you get three discs. Yeah, for three. Yeah. Um, but they also know, generally Apparently speaking, Pepper really wants the uh, starter set because no she's kidding. going absolutely crazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to 
mute yeah. myself for a second real quick. You guys keep on talking. Yeah. But for the, for those starter sets, generally speaking, it's for people who are learning to throw who aren't, if they're going to hit a tree, it's not going to be that hard. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's for learning. It's for going out. Yeah. You could do some field work with it and it's not a big deal essentially. Yeah. I would agree with that. And you know, if you beat those in and you decide you don't like them. Yeah. All right, cool. You wasted essentially eight bucks on a disc, you know, and, and generally speaking, sent- they're easy to use discs. And so you mm-hmm. can, if you like it too, you can go and then go to your shop and go, Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, the escape is one of, I don't know if it is or isn't, you can go and buy a lucid escape or, uh, uh, a fusion escape and it'll fly pretty similar and it's just going to be more durable. Yeah. And then kind of going off the plastics too, it, it seems like as a general rule of thumb, the more crap that's in them, the more stable they are. When you talk about your chameleon plastics with a different type of mica powders or whatever that they use to get that coloring, a little Metal bit more flake. stable. Oh, you add the, the shimmer of just the regular glitter, and then you get to like the Innova, the metal flake that you a get. The metal in flake there. ape is one of the most overstable discs I've yeah. ever thrown. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it so, wasn't even mine. It's right up your alley, Joe. It, well, it okay. kind of fit the slot of a tilt and I have a tilt now and it just, <laughs> it it doesn't make sense to own duplicates of that. I did, that I did throw my, del- I, I threw my tilt on 17 at PFW. Um, one where I lost my end up in the yeah. water. It did not end up in the water, but because the ground was frozen and there are no leaves on the, on the trees, I threw it out on my forehand. And when I say I threw it out on my forehand, I mean, like, I threw it at, like, a 70-degree angle on my forehand, basically a thumber angle, and it still came back, and it's, it landed perfectly vertical, and I saw it bounce, like, six feet in the air, and I was like, oh, don't break, don't break, that's too expensive. <laughs> Especially by the time you're hitting 17, you've been out there for a minute, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was fine. Um, I haven't thrown it since, but I just, like, I could see it through the trees, and I was like, that bounced. That, I've never seen that, that happen before. That wasn't a skip. That was a bounce. Yes, because it was definitely vertical by the time it landed. Yeah. But I got to say, like, kind of going back to what you were even saying about the anchor before, that's why I love the different types of plastic, too, the more that I'm playing, because, you know, the anchor was in between my Emacs and my Justice. I was in the same boat. But all of a sudden now I have a Lucid X, you know, that more stiff type plastic and a chameleon. So it's got a, that's my fit. I don't need yeah. to have a different mold. My Emac Judge, I get the same type of flight, I get the same glide, but it has that little bit heavier fade. And that's why the different plastics, the more you get used to the game, all of a sudden, you know, I, I laughed at people like, why the hell do you have seven destroyers in your bag? <laughs> okay, because well, they each, bought them off the shelf and they all fly different anyway. Yeah, but I mean, I mean there's <laughs> that, but then, you know, I, I laughed at myself. Like, my wife is like, you already have an Emac. Why the hell do you need three more? I'm like, yeah. because if I get them in different plastic, they all do something slightly different. And because I have an addiction. Early on, who cares? And early on, on, you only need three discs that you need to carry around with you all day. You don't, but the more you play in to tournaments, like, yeah, the more you play in tournaments, you see different courses, you see different lines. You know, maybe that extra two feet skip that I'm going to get out of this one to the left makes all the difference between par and birdie. Makes yep. all the difference between finishing out of the money, finishing in the money. Yep. You well, know, so that is why I carry a an escape, a lucid air escape, and a jade. Yep. Mm-hmm. All three basically the same disc. Yep. But they behave just slightly differently, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I use them for something different 
Yep. Um, and then when the wind starts blowing, you know, like, oh, I'd normally throw my lucid air uh, escape, and then I just I pull out the regular forward. one. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yep. it makes a big difference. And, you know, going like just because you said the lucid air, the weight makes a little bit of difference too. The lighter the weight, typically the more arm speed friendly it is. Mm-hmm. Which but, I have started in started an article about that. I'm hoping to actually get it out this week. Okay. Uh, we'll see if that works. But uh, yeah, yeah, so I'll get yeah. you guys oh, what comes with that. for Joe's disc golf website. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens with that too is the lighter it is, the more the wind plays with it. Yep. So you get yep. a little bit of inconsistency. Now, if it fits your arm speed, it fits your arm speed. There's yeah. no reason to throw a max weight disc if your arm speed isn't there, at least for all of your discs. Now, is it worth having a max weight justice in there? Sure, because when you're throwing that type of shot, you don't need the lighter weight to push it out there. You're not going to throw a stupid nope. overstable tilt or a justice or stuff like that with a lighter weight because that's not the type of shot it you're doing. But if you're purpose. looking for you know, your long range, maybe your turnovers to get that consistency, having that lighter weight is not a bad thing. And that's one of the things when I was actually shopping for a felon, I kept finding lucid air felons. And I'm like, that's not what I want this disc to do. Yeah. I want yep. this disc to be stable in the wind. <laughs> I want that harder finish. Yep. You know, if I wanted something to go fairly straight, I wouldn't be getting a felon. I'd be yes. looking at more of like a getaway or you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a felon, yep. um, the explorer, because that's where I live. <laughs> my bag is essentially an emac. Nice. My my bag is essentially emac followed by explorer, which is really just a faster emac. <laughs> like it's, it's the so same disc. <laughs> I've been just, playing with the explorer so much in Disc Golf Valley. I'm starting to really like that one. <laughs> that one and the compass are are the two that I'm just like, ooh. These I are mean, nice. for I you that that explorer. Yeah. For you, the Explorer is essentially the fairway driver between the Escape and the Felon. Yep. But it's also going to be there for stability, but also for you, it's going to be there for distance. You're definitely going to get a little bit more distance out of your, um, out of your escapes. Out of, escape, out of the, you know, out of yep. the nine speeds as opposed to... Yeah, out of the seven. Speed. Now, yep. I will say this. It's a seven speed, but it is glidey as shit. Like it acts it's like, like a bounty. nine speed distance wise because it oh just gosh. wants to stay in the air. But that's also really nice because I have one in, you know, a, a different type of plastic that's just very rigid. It's got a really heavy pop top to it and it just wants to get to the ground. So for me, now that I have, you know, switching out my criminals to my felons, which I've officially done now, not that I've golfed yet this year, but I've officially made that switch there is. I have that in-between disc again where, you know, I don't necessarily need the stability of a felon, but I also don't want it to be super glidy and potentially outshoot. Now I have that stability and that type of plastic I have because Joe got me that moonshine um, EMAC last year at a tournament. And that's yep. that's my key. That is my in-between disc. So it's nice. You know, when it comes down to plastics, there is a rhyme and reason for every plastic. Mm-hmm. Some make more sense than other. Like you said, for me, a lucid air felon wouldn't fit in my bag because I don't see a shot for it. Maybe there are people that have that shot, but I think the heavier premium plastics, you know, can work in one way. The lighter plastics for certain people, the pre, you know, the prime type, you know, your baseline plastics for certain situations, whether you're okay, I got a tournament coming up. I lost this disc. I need something to beat in a little bit quicker. I'm going to get one of these, beat it in, get it to where I want it, and then just kind of let it cruise or for the sake of putting, 
you know, there, there's a rhyme and reason for everything. So to say, oh, it's premium plastic, I'm just going to buy it in the best plastic, isn't necessarily the right thing. Yep. But if you're one that's like, I don't want to spend much money, but yet I don't want you know, if you don't want to spend much money and you're going to take a disc that's going to beat up constantly, maybe spend a little bit more money and your disc won't beat up as quick either. Yeah. And I, like, I have two different, like, I have two different judges. Um, I have my putting judges, which are my classic soft. And then I have my throwing judges, which are lucid plastic, which <laughs> that's the super durable stuff. So I can throw it off the tee. And I, if I hit a tree, whoop de doo you know, the plastic's going to be fine. My shot's going to be terrible, but the plastic will be fine. Um, and my bag, like you were, my shot's always terrible. <laughs> like you were talking about, like my bag is justice and felon. And I have a beaten felon that flies fairly straight to the point. Like I have to be a little careful on my forehand because I can get it to hyzer flip and then ride to the left a little bit and then come back to the right. But what's nice is with the style of molding, it's going to finish hard. Oh, it finishes. It still finishes hard, but the flight, it's not like, you know, like a new felon. It'll, Mm -hmm. you can get it to go flat, but it's going to hyzer for, it's most likely going to hyzer. And I do want to say, um, one thing I did notice with my new justices, my just eye, is that the plural? Like radius and radii? Um, no, my English is not my major for sure. No. Um, <laughs> Anyone that's listened to this podcast knows it's none of our majors. No. Or, or my other podcast. I say all the time, words are hard. And it's a good thing I don't host an audio podcast. Um, but the new Lucid Plastic, they've retooled that plastic. They've done something to it. It's not the same. It's I, it, for the better, though. Like, it's for the better. Um, it is clearer. So it looks a little cleaner and it's a little more stable than before, but not so like everything like I notice it. Part of the problem was like the justice I replaced. I had for probably two or three years and I used it for everything. And Mm -hmm. that was one where it was like a less glidey Emac truth that I could still crank on a forehand. Mm -hmm. Uh, These I I have to I bought two because, you know, I don't I don't want to lose it. Uh, but I actually took my uh, Glimmer Justice out of my bag because these are so stable that I didn't need that dark purple Glimmer Justice in the freaking woods and impossible to find. It's the bane of my existence. I hate I have it one so that's much. A harp. I have a dark colored harp, and I think I switched it out of the bag for the new uh, Moonshine one that came out. And you so I'm ha- hoping I still get the right flight out of it because that Glimmer Harp on an upshot was Oh, perfect. Well, I'm glad you but, took after we played that fall round and you had that copper harp. Was it a harp? That's gone because I lost it under leaves. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. My point. <laughs> yeah. Turns out throwing this color disc in the fall, not a good choice. It's an orangey, dark orangey copper color. Yeah, it's, it's a, a copper disc. It's, it's yeah, so it's pretty. pretty. It's like that but, Biofusion uh, Enforcer that I lost under the leaves. It was more oh, yeah, red. It was that. It was that reddish orange. That, yeah. yeah, and it just was gone. It's still yeah. gone. It has my name and number on it. Is that more reddish than like that? It was more orangey. It was than more that. orangey well, than that. Okay, but you can imagine that when you're in those red and orange leaves. Oh, bad. We we looked for That's a long fair. time for that thing. Yep. So we were out there for an mean, hour kicking around leaves. Yeah, people on the audio version of this, uh, I, I held up the red 
uh, buzz that I, that my sister-in-law found when we were playing in the snow um, a couple Thanksgivings ago that uh, must have been lost under some leaves, just like they're talking about, mm-hmm. because this thing was just kind of sitting out, off maybe 10, 15 feet off of the fairway. Yep. And, and yeah. ju- I mean, just sitting there on top of, of stuff, but like, like we said, must have just been right underneath the leaves when it got lost. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think that covers at least plastic so we could stay semi on time here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I'd say so into FPO rating. So, Joe, you want to intro how you want to do this yeah. here? So this is based off of the DGPT points standings. Assuming I'm assuming they're running it the same. I haven't looked or I haven't found any information that says they're running it any different. But last year it was your top eight finishes. Anything else got axed and whatever. Plus up to three of your top finishes from Silver Series. As far as I know, they're still running it the same way. I haven't heard any different. If anything, I could see them adding a few more to your regular one because the DGPT absorbed the national tour from the PDGA. So if anything, I could see them adding, like, say, instead of your top eight, your top 10 or 11 finishes or whatever. Yeah. And so what our rankings are based off of is at the end of 2022, well, at the end of the regular season before the playoffs start with uh, GMC and MVP Open, point standings, who are going to be the top 10. And so this has nothing to do with them playing A tiers and PDGA points. This has nothing to do with UDISC World Rankings. This is DGPT. So if you're wondering why certain players ended up in certain spots, it's because we're going off of the DGPT points and not based off of that. So I know we all have a lot of, we have some European players here and they might not be as high as you think they should be, but this again is based on points, not that. So they might not not be able to come here and play as many tournaments as other people. So they might be, they might come here and totally wipe the floor. And the top three women are all European, but if they're only here for five tournaments points wise, Mm -hmm. they're not going to end up better than other. And that definitely made it difficult. So I did not bring the list of tournaments with me, but I know if you go to the DGPT website, they're all listed there. Um, You mean it starts with Las Vegas, Las Vegas classic and goes all the way through. Um, So yeah, who do we just want to kind of go one at a time here with our 10? Do we want to go all the way through one list? How do you want to do this? So my thought was to like one of you guys goes first and says, my number 10 is this. And then if RJ has that person higher, you could say a little blurb about it, but we'll really talk about them whenever, you know, RJ has them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like, if you have, I don't know, uh, let's, let's pull an MPO player out of my butt here. We'll call it Scott Stokely. If you have him as number 10 and I had him as number eight, we'd talk about him mostly at my number eight spot, if that makes sense. And if nobody has them, then we just talk about him, whatever. And we can all chime in with our little bits here and there. And if gotcha. we want, and we can go from there, yeah. but I guess, uh, Ben, do you want to start it off? I, I can start off, and the one thing for the sake of our viewers we talked about is we're going to try and take a cumulative score yes. of the three of us, what I'm going to very poorly keep track of as we go here, Math. and try to give a 
half in the bag overall ranking of three dumbasses that are going to pretend like they know what we're talking about, but by the end of the year, are going to be completely wrong. So I have um, this odd feeling that we're going to have a lot of people like it's going to be a number four or five person's going to end up like number one. It's going to be bad. No, or we're going to have gonna like be, three people tied at number one. No, what it's going to be is we're going to look at this and be like, hmm, I don't even have that person in my top 10 and they took third overall. Like, yep. what the hell? So um, for me, my number 10, I actually have Jennifer Allen out of Innova. Um, She's got a big arm. She's had really not great tournament success. But I I think this year, I I just like the way she plays. And I think the tournament layout fits her this year. So I got Jennifer Allen as my 10. Yeah, so I I do not have her on my list. Um, Neither do I. Because I'm just not as familiar with her. Uh, That is kind of my, my take on that. I I, you know, I RJ's don't. RJ's more of a casual pl- uh, fan. Yes, yes. For those that don't know, I'm more of a casual fan. So a lot of my insights are: this is how they came across to me last year, yep. and you know, this is just kind of a gut feeling on, for a lot of mine. Um, well, I mean, a lot so, of yours too could be the social media presence too, because yep, that, those are that, the names that you've heard. So when actually. Um, I'm going to tease this a little bit. When we get into the MPO, I actually had a really hard time filling out the bottom half of my list because I'm like, okay, who who do I know beyond like the big names like Ricky and Paul? Well, it's guys like Simon. It's guys like Ezra or Brody. Mm-hmm. It's like those guys aren't necessarily top 10 guys. They're good disc golfers, infinitely better than I'll ever be, but they aren't top 10. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually kind of hard for me to, to pick those guys out um, yep. for the FPO side. Um, I also ran into that a little bit um, with the European players that I, you know, I'm sure that we'll okay. get into later, but my number 10 was actually uh, Valerie Montuano. Um, I, good player. yeah, good player, consistent player. Mm-hmm. That's why I have her at number 10. Also a DD um, player I, now. Yes. Well, and that that's why I have her at 10 and not nine is because I'm concerned about the bag switch. And that's going to actually come into play for a couple different of my people. Um, Yeah. So, you know, maybe a slow start buckles are down a little bit. Um, The European players I have her at 10 because of that consistency. There was one other person that I had on my list that I think one of you guys is going to talk about. Um, who I really struggled to put, you know, I, my, my nine, 10 and 11, I kind of, kind of a coin flip. Um, and, and I ended up with Valerie at 10 because of that consistency. Yeah. And I think exactly what you said, I mean, she's got a good arm, but she's a technical player. So the open season at the beginning, your Las Vegas challenger Memorial, big, big arm places. Mm-hmm. She's getting to learn her bag. When we get down towards the end of the series where it's a lot of wooded play, I think she's going to stand out. So I think your prediction of she picks it up towards the end is a great call on that one, personally. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think uh, I think she'll do all right during the Texas swing because that's kind of wooded in the middle mm-hmm. of the season. Yep. It's, there are a lot of half and half courses. Yeah. And uh, this year, Beaver State Fling is going to happen. Last year didn't happen because I think that's considered a Silver Series. Is that Silver also, Series? Right. I think that's Silver Series for Beaver State. Last year, it got canceled not because of COVID, but because a month and a half before the tournament, they had a massive ice storm that legitimately destroyed the course. It was a wooded course that became not so mm. wooded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember you t- you saying that yeah, last year. So, so Joe, who do you have at ten? I have. Well, first off, do you have Valerie on your list at all? No. Okay. Okay. 
Do you, ben, I do. do you? I do. No, if no. you uh, want to listen to Joe's disc golf podcast, she is in my <laughs> 11 through 20. And I will say my 9, 10, 11, and 12 were difficult to, to mm-hmm. figure out. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I was, too. For number 10, I have Holly Finley. She is, I forget who she plays for, Innova, I think. Um, I've stumbled across her at some of the tournaments. Solid disc golfer. Um, she's got that, uh, at least on the men's side, it's like the perfect disc golf body where it's that lanky, long arms, long. She used to be a model, I guess, and then got into disc Eagle golf. McMahon. Yeah, oh, I've heard about that. Her. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got like the Eagle McMahon, the Kyle Klein, the Ricky Wysocki, the long limbs like i i mean i kind of put Paige into that but i think she's tall a lot taller than Paige. yeah um but that same like lanky just can get those levers going and use physics to your advantage which Um, becomes an arm speed which becomes a distance you know you learn how to control that and you become really good at this game she did pretty solid last year i forget where she ended up but she was top 15 and i i just expect her she stayed with the manufacturer she didn't switch so i expect her to pretty much stay uh, maybe a little bit better watching some of the stuff that she's been doing on Instagram, really working on her um, middle distance game. I would say that yeah. uh, 200 to like 300 ish foot and just dialing what, it in. Was she the one that I saw on like Twitter that she had like a rug that she used to throw into. And now that she's like gone pro, she, she like, actually has the like the full setup now maybe i i haven't i haven't haven't followed yeah well Um, i mean i i think that was just something that i saw as like a you might like type thing on twitter um solid um by far the most graceful out there (laughs) and um (laughs) one thing that uh i was listening to understable minds which was formerly disc golf answer man um okay they had kona on there and Kona was talking about how she is super frustrated with Holly because instead of like stretching out because she's got those long arms and long legs to throw out from like under a bush to, you know, you stick the leg out and you really lean out far. She sits on her butt and throws, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> like I went back I mean, and I found some video salad. Yeah. I mean, I, your, I, your base is solid. If you have the core strength to do it. It just, it's one of those things oh. where it's like, you're so long. You can stretch out and then the bush or the limb or the whatever isn't a problem anymore. <laughs> so I was so like, that's a unique technique that I never would have thought of unless I like absolutely had to. But like, that's her go to so, thing if she's in a bush. So speaking of Kona. Yep. Does anyone have her on on your list? Yep. She's on my list. Yes. Do we want to jump number nine? Number yeah, nine? she's higher than nine. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Nine. Oh. So, so, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and go with nine. Kona is not number nine for me. She was one oh. of the ones I was debating between nine, 10 and 11. I actually have Macy Valadez. Um, obviously didn't play a full, uh, full season last year, but the little bit that she played, I loved her game. She looked like she was going to be the real deal. And like, she was going to provide a lot of depth to the FPO field. Yep. I'm really excited for her. I could see her being higher than nine. But I've got her at nine right now just because I'm not sure how she's going to hold up for the full tour. Don't know exactly where to put her, but I'm I'm pretty high on her. She was my number number 11. She was the best of the rest. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't have her, but she was in that she, same spot. For she's me. a she very was solid. Yeah, she's a very, very solid player. I watched her. I think the first time I noticed her was at uh, DDO, the Dynamic Discs Open, and she, I think she ended up third or fourth. Like she crushed it. Uh, yeah, the big arm. Played, she was top five, I want to yeah. say, for the most part. So, and then she. I, I'm to hear from her. I think she would have toured more and done better last year had she not been planning and having a wedding and a honeymoon. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, we're, we're all, all married all here, football. and so we know how our wives were, and they're not professional athletes. And I can't imagine touring and planning a wedding at the same time. I took about three years to plan my wedding, and it well, still yeah. felt like we were last minute. So, yeah. And I don't know how well, long they were engaged or how long they planned, but you know what I mean? Like, RJ replanned his wedding three times. <laughs> yeah. 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 He got really yeah, good got- by that third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah those that don't know uh i my wife and i got married in uh um, may of 2020 <laughs> uh, we finally had our reception last fall um well last summer fall yeah uh so so yes i the 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 ongoing joke was that not only did you say yes you said yes a second time so you done messed up here yeah you had uh, your chance to leave <laughs> you gotta fill out the paperwork to leave me twice now yeah 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 <laughs> so i would have uh, I definitely would have had Macy higher, but I'm not sure. Same with RJ, like not sure how, or was it Ben, how she's going to do full tour schedule. That was my concern with her. That's why I have her at nine and probably not. I would love to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely one that could jump top five. Like she is one that could fly up if she has the skill set to do it. It's just a matter of, can she do it for the 11 tournaments that it's going to mean? She is going to be a big so, name to talk about for the next few years, for sure. Not, yeah. not 100% if this is going to be the year. Yeah. So, Joe, who do you got at number nine here? Sarah Hokum. Do we okay. have anybody else? I have Very much so. I got her higher. Okay. I have yeah, her I have higher. Her so, higher too. so, I mean, me my little blurb Hokum. is is I really like her game. She's a great forehand player, and she's learned to backhand. Last year, she had some backhand shots yeah. that went... But more than just a token 200 foot, like my backhand used to be like, like <laughs> yeah. a drive and it went where it, she wanted it to. I'll say that. Right. So, and RJ, you said you have her a little higher. Yeah, I have her okay. higher too. Let's, let's come back to her then. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number nine, I have Jessica Weiss. I do not or have Weiss or however you say her name. Yep. <laughs> she is in my 11 through 20, I believe. Okay. Solid yep. player again. Um, Another, like, solid. She seems like a consistent player. She hasn't done anything amazing yet, but I think she's going to be consistent. And I think that consistency is going to be the name of a game, you know, in tournaments where people are going to be hit and miss with COVID, hit and miss with travel. I think the consistency for her is going to be the the one that pans out and keeps her in the top five for, yep. or top 10 for me. She's so, I mean, I, I really like her. I just, you know, She's very consistent, like you said. I just it's it's one of those things where it's like she's really good, but the women I have ahead of her, I think, are really good too. It's mm-hmm. I yeah, feel like the thing, top like, ten is her, like really like I, two two years ago, I don't think we would have had I think we would have had a harder time filling out a top ten two to three years yes. ago. Now it feels like all right, you know. I we, did a lot I did through twenty through yeah. through probably twelve or thirteen spots were really hard to separate out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not a knock against, you know, against the depth. That's much more a man. 
how can I leave this person out of my top 10? Yep. Then we go back and we do it. Yep. I know when Joe, you were doing your 20 through 11 podcast and we were kind of talking like, Hey, do you have this name on? Do you have this name on? Do you have this name on? Cause it's hard to find a spot for them. Like they're yeah. both men and women. It's like, there are some big names. And I know one of the things I wrote down just, you know, but somehow our three dumbasses run out of time or have extra time yeah. was other names to talk about. And I didn't know where to stop the list. Like yep. there are just a ton of other names to talk about. Yep. So um, going into number eight here, yeah. I have my first European player. I have Evelina Ooh. as my number eight. I have, oh, wow. I also have my first European player, but it's not Evelina. Yeah, I have my I first thought, European I, player I just, one spot higher. Evelina, I have significantly higher. So okay. that's fine. Um, who do you guys have at eight? We'll talk about her later. I have Henna. You have Henna? Okay. I have her one spot higher at seven. Okay, so we could talk about her Haley in a second. King at eight. I have Haley King at eight. I have her much yeah. higher. I have her much higher. So let me let me get to Haley. Okay. <laughs> this is where the podcast turns into a cluster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. It hasn't already. So, we have, you said Hannah, I said Evelina, you said Haley. Yes. Um, I honestly don't have Hannah on my list. Okay. I don't know why. I just feel like the two consistent ones, and I think Kristen's going to tour more in the U.S. Yep. just from what it looked like. So I have her higher just because she's going to have more tournaments to pull from. Yep. I have Evelina above Hannah because the ones that it looks like they're coming for are the early ones. Yes. Which are your big bomber courses. Yes. And Evelina can keep up with the distance. And so I just think she's going to be the one that finishes a touch higher for me, which is probably why you guys have her ranked even higher. But I don't have Hannah on and I have Evelina here because I think she's going to sneak in there for sure. Yeah. So the one stat that I love about Evelina is that she has finished top 10 in 100% of her professional. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I don't care the number of people in tournaments. That's a crazy stat. It's easy to have a bad tournament. It's really easy to have a bad tournament. That's insane. If she is able to get the number of tournaments, she is going to be top five for me. Yeah. And and the reason I have, so I have, since we're kind of talking about Evelina and it's our seven and eight of, kind of blended together it seems um i have evelina at at seven um i don't have her higher because i don't know how much she's going to be here i know um evelina henna and Kristen are going to be here for the first i Kristen's going to be here the longest for the first part of the season Mm -hmm. henna and evelina are coming in for a decent chunk then they're leaving for a handful of european tours they're going to play the uh, European Pro Tour stop. Uh, uh, I forget which one it's called, but that's what the one where like a bunch of our U.S. people are going to Just try to the get European there. Open. European I'm not Open. sure if there's a yeah. 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 I was thinking it was the European Open. Yeah, right. and then they're going to come back for Worlds. So for the sake of how awful my math is, what do you have Evelina ranked at? I have her as three. Okay. okay. And I have Hannah. You you don't have her on the list, RJ? Do you? I do. Yeah. She is my number seven. Okay, and yep. she's my I, number. I got eight. her. I got her added here, so I got my Evelina total. Honestly, with <laughs> Hannah and Evelina, like it's such a crapshoot. It's it. Yeah, they're they're all like you look at all the world rankings, PDGA rankings, all the rankings out there, and they're one and two. Well, not one and two, but they're always right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's just hard to it. 
honestly, it's, it's if I flipped it, it'd be it'd be fine. Like I, I honestly yeah. could have yeah. put could Evelina then Henna versus how I have it now, yeah. where it's Henna then yeah. Evelina. Like yeah. the whole reason I have Henna separated from Evelina is simply because I couldn't find as much information on her. Yeah. And, and like yeah. I said, I love that stat from Evelina. Yeah. And Henna, I'm just like, I don't doubt that she's a great player. I don't know how much she's gonna get out there. You know, I could see her coming in and absolutely tearing up the the tour and maybe even put making a push for that number one spot if she plays enough yep. things. But I could also see her not getting enough in and being out of the top ten. We'll yeah, definitely like, talk about it later with Katrina and Paige. They have been US's number one, number two yep. since I've watched disc golf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be really excited to see those three top Europeans and where US ranks in yes. the world. How do those yeah. we had a little bit of a glimpse with those guys with last Kristen year. coming over last year? I'm excited to at least see a consistent four, five, six tournaments and see where that placement is. I think yeah. it's going to be great for the sport overall. It yeah. sucks with how travel's working right now with the sake of COVID, and it could be a little bit more consistent, but I think it's going to be one hell of a battle to watch, and I'm really, really excited. And I think it hopefully it gets a little bit more presence for that for that pump on the female side because yeah. we know the top names in men and like you said i think getting excited about the top names in female the way it's growing is going to be really really fun yeah. to watch and one of the so, one of the interesting things from last year is when kristen tatar came over here she was of the three european women consistently ranked third and being third mm-hmm. to evelina and henna and now in the udisc world rankings she's number 1 but at the same time like Chase, yeah. Chase and lead cards are going to be so exciting to watch on the FPS yeah. side. It's not just going to be, okay, Paige is 30 strokes ahead. Let's see what happens. Like there's going to be almost, battles at the top. Or Paige forgets to show up and Katrina's 30, 30 strokes ahead. Yeah. I. This is going to sound crazy. I all am almost more interested in watching the FPO field than the MPO field. I think that's going to be the case. I've just noticed yeah. that your, your Jomez coverage, that always just seems yeah. to be your top coverage. I mean, when it comes oh, to mean, watching the videos, they're an easier video to watch. So I think it'll still be there, but I'm yeah. excited to see it. I mean, maybe those companies, you know, between what is it? Central Coast, Jomez and GK Pro kind of seem to be your top ones. Yeah. The bigger they grow, maybe they can start putting people on both cards and really getting a good, good it, coverage of it. Here's all. one of the I'd, interesting I'd things that I listened to a podcast uh, interview with Jeff Spring, the CEO of Disc Golf Pro Tour. And mm-hmm. they are expected to announce something major media-wise in the next month with Disc I've Golf Network. That. And they said they're rethinking and reimagining how Disc Golf coverage is going to go. So I don't know if that means they are somehow bringing um, like Jomez into the media. fold or Gatekeeper, GK, Central Coast, Ace Run, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Or multiple. And just like using them to not only get post-produced stuff, but somehow working mm-hmm. it into live yeah but all right yeah. going back to our list uh yeah. did we all say our number eights yes yeah okay, and nice. I said my number seven. Seven. joe and i have said our number sevens mine's henna his is evelina and yours okay. is and you just over. i actually have kona uh well i have her at number six okay so she was the one that i was she was one of the three that i was really debating on between nine and eleven and I ended up leaving her off my list because okay. I just she she's not as consistent as Valerie. 
and with the the manufacturer switch. But I would love to be wrong, and I would love to see oh. her pushing that six, that 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 almost top five group. And you said it for me right that. there: consistency. Yes, I think she lacks the consistency to be top five. I think again, right. she has the talent to be there. Yep. I really think when she has a good round, she has a good round. But That's I don't think that consistency is there. The, what 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 event was it? She won Waco last year. Yeah, and she yeah, really, really good in that last year. And her biggest thing holding her back is her putting. And I think mm-hmm. now that she is at DD and um, one of her videos or interviews, I forget. I have watched so much stuff <laughs> and listened to so many. I listen to probably six or seven disc golf podcasts a week, plus look yeah. up stuff and watch videos. So I honestly cannot remember where this was, but she is hey, working with. She's working with, um, or when she was in town, working with Emac, who was one of the best putters when he was out there. And she's getting tips from Ricky, who is arguably one of the top two, top three putters currently. Last year, I um, worked on revamping my uh, putting stance, and he was one of the ones I looked to for inspiration on how to do that. Um, yeah, because he's, he is so good. If I mean, that's what Emac feet. was known for. Yeah, that's what Emac was known for when he toured and won it. Was his, it was putting. his putting? His driving yeah. was good. Obviously, I mean, he's a but pro he's player. He's, he's a, a pro player. Arm. Yeah, all pro players. He has generally. no forehand. No, no, no. He does not okay, at all. Talk to James Conrad about having no forehand, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's possible. James Conrad showed he can hit the turnover shot, though. Yep. Yes. So just a little bit. I think I, so I had her at my number six because I think she's going to kind of figure out her putting. I don't yep. know if she's going to figure it out fast enough. Plus, I still think with the consistency, I think between all the trilogy brands, even though she said she wants to throw like an 80 percent dynamic disc bag. Like she said that she wants mm-hmm. to throw mostly dynamic. Obviously, if there's something like, say, she loves the harp. I don't know if she does or not. Yeah, I think she does. If I, I'm going to yeah. say that was one of her top ones. Like, she doesn't love the harp, though. Yeah. So I mean, let's be fair. That's I mean, that's one of the big sellers. Yeah. Is the harp is not a disc that any other company has really mastered. Zone. Discraft has their zone. Innovat has their pig. But like that putter, but not a putter. Just that overstable kind of slow controlled yep. disc is a tough mm-hmm. one to master. And, you know, the harp is probably the lead of like, we did this first. And I think that's what sold a lot of players on it. And I, yeah. I think she's going to, I don't think she's going to have as hard of a time switching to DD because they have so many discs to choose from mm-hmm. that she can yeah. find that beat up whatever that she threw. Yep. Like she, it's, I think she threw the Shrike a lot. Like she can find mm-hmm. either that yep. or it's just the beat a matter up. of getting yeah. the consistency with her discs. Yep. And just knowing that, okay, I reach for the Vandal and not whatever, you know, yeah. which yeah. is hard right. because she's grown up with that. Does that bring yeah. us to number six here then, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, Kona yes. was my six. Okay, did yes. we say your seven? Yeah, you had the, the European girls. So yep. um, number six for me is Missy Gannon. I have her Hey, higher. we agree. Hey, hey hold I on a sec. Missy Let me do Gannon the math. Six I have her higher. Interesting. Yep. Where do you have her at? Four. Okay. So not much higher, but I have a shocker at four. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm doing a my math right here. <laughs> family show. Family show. Family show. 
I'm talking about the anyway, Spider-Man P- villain. PG-10. PG-10. I'm talking about the Spider-Man villain here, man. What are you oh, talking about? Oh, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ben, what are you talking about? Nothing. We're going back to what we are talking about. Miss Agana has definitely been consistent. She shows yep. she has good game. For me, she's that first one out of the top five for me. I, I don't have much else to say. She's just a very solid player. Yep. And I yeah, that's why I, I mean, have her at four. Yep. That's, that's why I have her at six. I think that there's people with yep. higher um, potential, higher talent, but not many that are more consistent. Okay. Um, so, Joe, who did you have at six? Six was Kona. I okay. just kind of lumped her in because you guys were talking seven. It was my six. So I figured, you know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Let me see. Yep. Kona. What did I have here? We're talking number six. That's five more points. had her at number 11 so if you want to give her like (laughs) half a point yeah (laughs) oh shit that means i already did that one two three four five okay we're good we're good all right we're not gonna (laughs) screw this up at all uh be on number five then number five yeah so going into our top five the first one i actually took some halfway decent notes on i got sarah holcomb the forehand specialist look at that rj and i are gonna screw this up together see i had her at number nine (laughs) Yep. Okay, so she mm-hmm. gets twelve more ticks. Yeah, I don't know how you're numbering it, but as long as it makes sense to you, that's all that matters. <laughs> what I'm hearing is yeah. that Sarah Hokum is somehow going to end up as number one because Ben and I agreed on her. <laughs> I mean, number two what, is going to be have, hey, is going to be Missy. <laughs> the last couple <laughs> yeah. of years in her DB or her you know Pro Tour rankings in 2019, number three, 2020, number three. 21 she is ranked number four yeah I, she's up there she's showing her game i just think that with the european people coming over it's going to put a little bit of pressure on it yeah. i think the big arms I, I just see her falling back in tournaments and just not getting quite as many points yep but still having that consistent finish that's going to leave her at the top i i saw her as the reason why i had her number five was because i thought that she was third behind katrina and page in the u.s I have two European players in my top uh, four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to me that, that leaves her at five. I yeah. simple as that. Yeah. She's a very solid, consistent player. I think the three European women that I have ahead of her really just bumped her from like my number six ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I she just, falls right in there, which is like, and it's, that's the hard part right now is trying to predict all three Europeans like yeah, it's hard to place people that you think are top three players, top four players, but with limited tournaments. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. if travel gets shut down and they can't come over, like who knows? I mean, that's the thing. One person gets COVID, they get sick from it. They're missing two tournaments at least, you know, depending on how travel, not including any of the potential post COVID risks. Yeah. I mean, Um, everything can change really really quick. And an injury at any point can screw these up completely. And Sarah mm-hmm. Holcomb's a bit older. Uh, not that she's yep. old, but she's not the compared uh, to 19, the young guns. 19 or 20 year old Haley King. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Joe, who did you have at number five here? Haley King. <laughs> Haley King. All right. Okay. You guys have her higher or on the list or no? Uh, she was my number eight. Okay. I actually have her as my number three. Okay. So we can wait a little wow. bit. Wow. Even with the move. Yeah, that was that was what bumped her for me. I think the move gives her confidence. Okay, I I think that she's going to have discs to select from. There's enough Innova players that she can borrow the beat in discs from and kind of create her bag. Innova doesn't have that many discs. 
<laughs> I think they're still early enough in the season that she can get used to that bag. Yep. I think the confidence of I'm now the top shit here as not being behind Paige. I mean, yeah, she's potentially behind the European players. Yep. But I think the one that she's going to come in every tournament saying, screw you, I can win this at every tournament. I think she built that confidence and watching her from beginning of year to end of year. I I think that confidence level rides her to be one of the top spots. She is one that could very easily drop. I think she could be that top player that even drops out of the top 10, because I think if that confidence starts to go down with her being younger, not that experience, new company, trying to do all the social media, all these expectations on her. I don't know where her mental game is at, but I think right now, if she can ride that high, I think she can do some really big things. See, and she doesn't do much with social media. And I think that's part of what drew her to Innova because they don't do anything with social media. At least not yet. Who knows? I mean, at this time, like her announcement video, if you look at everybody else's announcement videos and all the money that Prodigy dropped on Kevin Jones announcement and Discmania rolling out the red carpet or Discraft rolling out the red carpet for Chris Dickerson and the helicopter rides for Kona and Ricky, Haley Kings was her doing her own YouTube video and Innova didn't even post about it until the day after she posted hers. Yeah. So I don't think she cares about the social media stuff, which those two would be those. That's a match Mm -hmm. made in heaven right there. And I think that was one of the big knocks on her is she didn't have a good social media presence. Now, was that because of a lack of or how she handled it? But yeah, I think that could be one of those things that, you know, depending on how things go, I think she's your biggest wild card. But I'm putting her as a top wild card for me. Yeah. And I think not having as much experience, having some, I, I think just she could have some mental struggles in terms of performance. And that's kind of where I put her at number five. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't disagree with anything you guys have said. I would love to see her higher than my number eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I had to put her somewhere, so I put her down. Yep. So yep. no, I don't I don't blame you at all because she is yeah. very young. She's only shown it in a handful of mm-hmm. tournaments, mm-hmm. but she is one of those all around players when she does show it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so she we're at number four cool. now. My number four, Katrina Allen. The main reason she's a very going top three straight. She's Dude. a top player, but not having the company scares me. And maybe she does. Maybe we just haven't heard the announcement. She's yeah. getting used to the disc. But right now we're cutting it pretty damn close. Like yeah. All Star Weekend is what next weekend or the weekend after, and the weekend after that we're already into uh, Las Vegas is the end of February. End of February. So we're we have about in. a month until Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got about two I'm right weeks. there with you. We got about two weeks until All Star, and I think she's going? Question mark. Yeah, um, she's, she hasn't said a, not. Uh, I bag have, if she's going to to the All Star weekend. Yeah. So my number four with, is actually Missy Gannon. Okay. Very solid play. Like I don't, my top yeah. four are could kind of go in any order here. Essentially, well, maybe my top three for sure. Could go in just about any order. I like the way she played. Um, good arm, great accuracy, good putter. She did well last year. She was the uh, she won throw pink, which is not a major, um, but it was basically U.S. women's. It was a big tournament. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. I a mean, it big ran tournament on the women's side. It ran parallel to U.S. DGC. Everybody was saying it might as well be U.S. W. DGC but that comes earlier in the year. 
And then she went and won a Pro Tour Championship. So she had two very big wins right at the end there. And a, yeah. and a solid season before that, obviously, she qualified to get into Pro Tour Championship, which was top 16, I think. No, top 24. Gotcha. Uh, Joe, where did you have Katrina sitting at? Katrina, I have her at Dos. Okay. They, the, yeah, my top three, man, it was a coin flip. Uh, my top two were very much a coin flip for me. Um, yeah. Like I said, I had Katrina at four just because she doesn't have a bag right now. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't know exactly where to put her. Yeah. I taught, or my two and three were pretty much a coin flip. Um, I mentioned it before. My number three was Evelina. I love that stat about her. That's all, all I really have to say yep. about her. Who did you guys have at three? Joe, you go. Uh, so I had uh, another European, Kristen Tatar. Okay. I'd, I'd have her higher. She, uh, she wiped the floor with Paige when she was here. But that's the thing, is when she was here. She, she played four tournaments three DGPT and one silver series and still managed top 30 in FPO in points. I, I have her as my number two. I just like, yep. And honestly, uh, if I close my eyes and drew three names out of a hat for one, two and three, it's like, I I would be fine with either of these. And like, Mm -hmm. I actually originally had this written down as Katrina at three and Kristen at two. And then I flip flopped. And so, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I had oh, we talked before I had Haley King as my three. Yep. Number two, I said already. Is uh, RJ, who do you have as your three? Uh, I had Evelina. Yep. Okay, I got that already then. Yep. Okay. Yep. We kind of went in depth at, at yep. seven or eight I, when we all kind of. Yep. We just <laughs> mentioned we, number we, two real quick as Kristen Tatar for RJ and I. Uh, yep. Joe, who do yep. you have at number two? Katrina Allen. Okay, I got that written down. Yep. yep. I, I think that makes uh, life pretty easy to figure out our number one here. Yep. Is it, I'm just going to put a big, just, just put a big <laughs> number one less next to the fierce. Who is, what is it? Female athlete of the year or something like that. She's up for, or what was that? Thing yeah. That she's for got the world up? flying discs. She's representing all Frisbee based sports for the athlete of the yeah. year for all sports that aren't Olympic sports. So like, I think not, I need you guys to talk a little bit while I count. So, you know, yeah, I mean, for me, number one was easy because for me, it's even though it seemed like she had a little bit of a down year, even though Kristen's tar came in and kind of put her in her place a little (laughs) bit in the the couple tournaments they played together to me, number one is Paige Pierce until it's not Paige Pierce. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to say, like, if I knew for sure Kristen Tatar was here all of 2022 hitting up all the stops or hitting up at least the minimum amount to qualify or to, you know, Mm -hmm. that they're going to keep and, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. a couple extra because she, you know, for whatever reason, has a bad tournament because we all have a bad we all have a bad day, you know, here and there. Me, Me, it's whenever I go disking. Well, well, that's not a bad day. That's, that's just a bad round. That's kind of how I felt the other day. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, but, but, but yeah, no, I think that's also the big part of the reason why Paige has to be number one. 
Yeah. Is because we don't know what to expect from these European players. Katrina isn't going to come in and take that right now, or at least maybe. At, I mean, in, she might, but in our yeah. rankings, I don't think that it's reasonable to expect her to do that. Statistically, when you reasonable. switch companies, it's it's just hard to perform like that. Yeah, and and we'll get into that with my number ten uh, MPO player. Uh, you know, teasing out a little bit. Not really, but, because there's so many <laughs> movements this year. That's <laughs> that could be any one of a dozen guys. <laughs> so please, Spoiler none of our viewers, go back and double check my math here. But the combined list for our three dumbasses at number 10, Macy Valadez. Okay. Number nine is actually Henna, according to our list. Okay. And that's probably my fault for not having her listed on there. Uh, number eight would be Kona. Okay. Okay. It's probably number, my fault for not having her listed. Number seven is actually Sarah Holcomb. Okay. Followed very closely by number six, Evelina. Makes about sense. Number five, Missy Gannon. Yeah. Number four, Haley King. Number three, Katrina Allen. Number two, Kristen Tatar. Number one, Paige Pierce. I mean, not a bad list. A reasonable list. Yeah. A pretty, pretty solid finish between Jennifer Allen, Vasey Maladine, or Bella Mahundo, however you say her name, Jess Weiss, and Holly Finley, who, I mean, all those guys. I mean, when you're kind of talking nine and ten, it's just kind of eight hard. through fourteen. Yeah, could all be is easily tossed up together. Well, so yes, I, yeah. I'm actually not opposed to this list. We'll have to write it down later compared to our results and uh, see yes. how much of an idiot we are in a couple months. Yep. 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 <laughs> we'll uh, see. So, do we want to go ahead and try and tackle the MPO real quick? Oh yeah. All right. Let's real spend quick. a little less time on our. Uh, what are we at for time here, Joe? Have you looked at it? Uh, we are an hour and 13 and a half minutes. Okay, we got 15 gonna be, minutes. It's going to be a yeah, long episode. Yeah, but, right. um, so, yeah, let's spend a little less time on maybe 10 through 5 because, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could really make a top 20 list and we're all going to be tossing in here. So all I'm right, going to go through. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll start. I have Adam Hammes out of Discraft is my number 10. I have him higher. Have him a little bit higher. RJ, who uh, do you my have? My number 10, I have James Conrad. Neither of you have him listed. No. I and, have him as my best of the rest. He is number 11. So I um, get I'm in that same boat. He is there. I just think that there's too much young talent coming up that's going to push him back a little bit. I think he's going to have some tournament wins because I think there are courses that absolutely fit him. Yep. But I think those big arm courses, I think the young guys are going to prevail and there's more big arm courses than there are technical courses. Yeah. So for me, it really came down to I thought that he probably was a little bit underrated last year because of the switch to MVP. Mm hmm. As far as like where he was in the rankings, he, I, I get that he was not good in, in the rankings. He did not um, do well obviously last the, year. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a bounce back year. Like I said, I really struggled filling out the bomb half my list because it's like the names that I knew yeah. are not necessarily names that I would expect to be in there. So this was kind of a, well, let's throw a hopeful number 10 in there. See where that gets us. Uh, Joe, who did you have at number 10? Well, uh, just, quick on uh, James Conrad, something I didn't until I looked it up and I didn't totally believe it at first. He only had one win last year and that was, that was worlds, worlds, which was is worlds, a hell of a yeah. win. 
Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, but if you're going to win one tournament, the one to win. that's the one. He had a lot of top 20 and 30 finishes last year. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he those, had a rough Those bomber year. courses are, are not necessarily his jive. No, he is definitely a woods golfer. Uh, my number 10 is Ezra Aderhold because he will just pummel the competition into submission. <laughs> Dude's jacked. And he can throw yeah. a disc. He did, he did pretty well last year. I, I, I like him. Um, he's kind of my right next to James Conrad. I'm my next to yeah. the best. Um, but I do not have him on my list here. Yep. Yeah, he was one that I, like I said, I know and I really like him. But I'm just like, I don't feel comfortable putting you into my top 10. Yeah, yep. I, I he was think, a little too inconsistent at times last year. And I'm when it seems like he had a bad round, he had a bad round. But the thing is, you can afford some bad rounds with the particular layout. So if he yep. limits those bad rounds, he could easily finish up here. Yep. And I think yeah. I think he's learned a lot. You know, that first year on tour, he wasn't sponsored. Except like OTV and a few other yep. weird ones like yep. that. Last open, year, he got signed. With, sponsors. Yeah, last year he got signed with Discraft. And so he had to give up a handful of discs that, you know, he liked that weren't discraft. And so I think this year, holy shit, I'm a nuke. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that's why discraft, you know, signed him is because he can throw a nuke just about further yeah. than anybody else can throw any disc. Like, yeah. So yeah. and it, I love his social media presence. He's got a good personality. Oh, He's yeah. a fun guy to watch YouTube videos for. He's a fun guy to listen to interviews for. I like him a lot. I just think that there's a little bit more consistency up there, but I could easily see him in top 10. And as uh, Eula Barry said, uh, the discs, when he throws them, just keep flying out of fear. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote. He said that. I think I'm butchering it a little bit, but he said something along those lines during one of the Joe you know, coverages. You know, just for that, I'm going to switch my top 10 and put him number 10. <laughs> Don't do that for my math. Yeah. Don't do that for my math. You know, you know how Ben is with math. If there's a tie, I'll give him a 0. 0.5. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. My, number nine, my number 10 and a half. My number nine is a little bit of a reach. Yeah. Nico LaCastro. Not having a bag scares me, but he, when he has a tournament, damn, he has a tournament. He was my number 20. Yep. I, I mean, he's in, in he can be inconsistent, but if he can put on enough in a row, he's got potential. Here's the thing, though, is he's been ranked top 15 since like, I don't know, the last 10 years. Yeah, which is the thing. And but right now, not having a sponsor. Yeah, I don't know. It's a risk, yeah. but I think not having a sponsor could be a thing for him. He's bounced around companies recently. I, I think he's got some discs that he loves. He's got some discs. I, I think if I, I personally think an open bag sponsorship for him would be big. Yeah. So I think if he can throw open bag, which I think he will do, I think moves him up because he's going to have more confidence in his disc. He's not going to be looking for holes. He has an infinite number of discs to pick from. So he's going to infinite. So that would be my, <laughs> that's my personal guess. If I had to take a guess right now, that's where I think is the best fit for him. All right. Yeah. I, I left him off in my top 10 for two reasons. One, no bag Two, the Nico rule. How is that going to mess with him yeah. this year? I mean, on a, on a very serious basis, that could make a big difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is another putting, reason why I didn't really consider um, Gannon Burr for my mm -hmm. top 10, because I'm like, how is that going to mess yeah. with him? It could be that he adjusts really well and has a great year as the in his sophomore season. Or he could struggle because people are sitting there going, uh, nope, nope, nope. Come on. Come on. I, it sounds yeah. like he's he been practicing to speed up. It, um, yeah. So that's good. 
And Nico's strength is his putting. If his putting gets thrown off, you know, I mean, outside of the flex shot, I'll say his strength is the flex. Yeah. That dude can take an overstate. He's, he's what Joe wants to be. He can take an <laughs> overstable disc and put it on whatever kind of line he wants and have it to finish where he wants. But yep. that dude's putting when he is on, he doesn't miss anything. Yeah. So, so all right. Uh, we're nine? on number nines. Yep. yep. Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. I have Garrett Gurthy as number nine. He's on no, my list. Him. He's on my list at number seven. Okay. We could talk about him there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk I about him there. Have him. I have number nine is Drew Gibson. He, I can see it. He is in my top 20. Yeah. Yeah. Gibson's, I mean, I don't have a Gibson's really got good an arm. He's got a putter he loves. He's got a good mid range game. He's about to launch a disc. Um, his first disc from his line. Are we oh, all going to launch a disc this year? Yeah. Uh, so his company, not me, I don't have none, but is launching the, I think it's an overstable distance driver called the Era. So he, okay. he started, he's launching an era. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the huge bomber arms. He can, I, I think the biggest thing for me, for him is his mental game. I, I think yep. when he blows up, he blows up too much. And that's what held me out of the top 10, but he definitely yep. has the physical skills to be up there. And yeah. his woods golf isn't as strong. It's not, bad. I think that's Let's part of it. Wrong. I think that's part of it. I mean, you have to know, you have to go into the shot knowing you're going to hit that line. And as soon yep. as you start getting frustrated and missing a few lines, no offense, Joe, I've seen you do that a few times when you sure. get in your head, your woods game is God awful. When you get in your head, why do you think I'm such a fast player? If I don't think yeah. about it, I do really yeah. well. I, I would agree with that for sure. I, I think, <laughs> I mean, it's like that when you and I play, if we're on a day where you're shooting really hot, you're kicking my ass. <laughs> and we're not taking but, very long either. We're playing 18 in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the second you hit a bad shot, oh yeah, that's when I start to pass you up. That's... You hit a tree on hole one, I'm in your head all day. I you know. hit you, you know, we're playing shelf wide open course, but you hit that tree on hole one and all of a sudden I hit a birdie. I just have confidence at hole one that I have you. Yep. We've proven that that's not always the case. <laughs> no, I can't bounce back, but for being an open for being an open course, there is enough trees that I find all of them. There, there are strategic but trees, as all? I like to put it. The trees that are in just the right spot for those lines, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Like, yeah, you want to design, throw that, I don't know who actually designed that course, but they did a good job with that. You want to throw, like, it's a pretty open course, but you want to throw that backhand hyzer. There's a big-ass oak tree right in the middle of the perfect line. Mm -hmm. So you either yep. have to go low or straight or forehand. Yeah, I think that mental game, especially in the woods, yep. I, I think is where he's off my list for that. But mm -hmm. I he starts to figure that out and gets a little bit of confidence. He's starting to get comfortable with the open bag. I can see it. I, I wouldn't question him top 10 at all yep. if he plays consistent. Yeah. Um, so I think that gets us to number eight, which number eight. my number eight is Adam Hams, who I think Ben had at number 10. Yep. I have right? him higher. Okay. okay, we'll talk about him there. We'll talk about him there. I have him at seven. My, oh, okay. Asshole. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, Joe, who do you have at eight? Eight, Kevin Jones. Same. Oh, I have him higher. He is. I'll just. The reasoning I have him there is this year he didn't have a good year. Like, it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, but he has finished. Um, 
one of the fun stats for the last three years that he's been with the Disc Golf Pro Tour is he finished seventh in Pro Tour points and third in PDGA points three years ago. Two years ago, it was third in, D- in Pro Tour points, seventh. And then this year, it was seventh and third. So I'm kind of going, all right. Next year, we pick him as number three, and we should be set, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so wait, shouldn't he be number seven then? If, uh, yeah, if you I think both picking him at eight. I think uh, there are some other people on here that might pass him up. Yep. I okay. love the fact More that he so. developed that forehand last year. I yep. think that gives him competitiveness with some of the big guys. He's got a huge arm. He's got a putting style that really doesn't throw a whole lot of things off because with that low straddle putt, low yeah. ceilings don't bother him. Trying to go around and going into a straddle putt doesn't bug him. The only thing that I bugs just him is the gravel on the ground when he scrapes his knuckles. Yeah, I think he's just developing his game, and I think there's a lot of talent oh, that's yeah. even above oh, him. Yeah. But I, I love him in the top ten, and it makes sense yeah. why all three of us had him up there. I I actually have him at number six, um, kind of my best of the. I don't know where to put these people. Yep, um, because of his talent and because of his potential, and I'm expecting kind of the breakout year for him. But I could also see him back at eight. I I have no yep. issues with that. Um, I think that's perfectly reasonable. Kind of sounds like our FPO one two three. Like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, who did you say that you had number seven? Adam Hams. At, okay. So, I mean, not far off from where you guys are looking. Like, yeah. I kind of I have, have back after the top ten. Yeah, I think I mentioned it. I have Garrett Gerthy at my number seven. Yep. I, think. And I have Kyle Klein. And I, I actually okay, had I Adam it. Hams at nine and Garrett Gerthy at seven. And at the last minute, I decided to flip him. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, those three right there, seven, eight, nine, like, eh, 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 yeah, Garrett, Garrett Gerthy to me, obviously his biggest downfalls is putting, but when you can throw the disc as far as he does and just have tap ins, you don't need yep. to put the damn thing. I think he can just do some things on some courses that other people can't do. He gets eagles where you can't find eagles. That's just there's no line there. Unless and all of a sudden, bam, he's McMahon. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's crazy to see what he can do. I love following him. Um, I just I, I think the more he plays, the better his putting is going to be. Yep. And I think this is a year where he's just going to get a good top finish. Yep. Um, RJ, I know you mentioned Kyle Klein. I have him as my number six. I have him as my number three. Is there number three? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm okay. I want to hear about Joe's number three later. Uh, let's, yeah, we'll talk yeah, about well, that at three. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's get into our number sixes. As I said, yep. I had Kevin Jones at six. Who did you guys have? Because you guys had him back. I, at eight. I had Klein. I had Klein okay. at six. I so have Joe? Chris Dickerson. I have him as five. Okay. So okay. just give me a one second. Spot give me a second. What number are we on? Six. 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 Okay. <laughs> yep. RJ, where did you have him? Five. Who? Dickerson? Dickerson. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Five. Yeah. And I actually had him as my number four. Okay. Okay. So, so we're expecting him to finish somewhere between four and six. So naturally that means that he's going to end up as number. Yep. Number like, five is looking pretty list. solid there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, looking at him last couple of years in 2020, he finished fifth in 21. They had him at 10th. He's the number fifth overall ranked player in the world, at least from the stat I looked up, which I don't think is the most recent, but we talked about it last week's episode. He's consistent as hell. 
I think you give him a bag with a little bit more options with Discraft. He gets a little bit more comfortable. I kind of watched some stuff on him on YouTube today. He seems like he's loving the force, putting very well. You know, young guy that's kind of, you know, younger guy. I think he said he's 27 or 28-ish, you know, 29 years old, somewhere around there. I I think he's at that point where he's hit the maturity. Now he's got the big deal. He's got the comfort. He's going to be comfortable in the RV traveling thing to thing. He doesn't have things to worry about. I think he this is his year to, his to, to push him up in that top five yeah. for me. Yeah. I think around, like we said, four, five, six, I think is a really good spot for him to fall. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that risk of a new bag is how quickly can he get used to it? Yeah. But I think with his consistency, I don't think the disc matters for him. I think he's yeah. just going to be him. I had him at six a little bit because of the bag. And here's the, here's the other fun thing. He, when he was with prodigy, he didn't do the West coast swing because it didn't make financial sense to him. Yeah. Not that he not didn't want to play. It didn't make sense. So basically what he's saying in a roundabout way is if I don't win or place high enough, I don't have the money to do it. Like, which <laughs> blows my mind as being one of the top guys was one of the top guys of prodigy and didn't have the money to be able to go yeah. to the California to, I don't know if he played Las Vegas or not, but like, that West coast swing, like he just, he never played it. And it looks like this year he's going to be hitting more of that. And that's part of the reason why I have him up higher than Kevin mm-hmm. Jones. Um, even though prodigy put their eggs in the Kevin Jones basket is because I like the fact that he's in his post announcing that he was going to discraft. He said, my family is well taken care of. Yeah. There is all three of us are married. You two have kids. I don't yet. But there is nothing I I have a dog that is basically my kid. Dear Lord, she is spoiled as hell. Um, But (laughs) yes, I am one of those dog parents. Uh, But but just having that security of being like, okay, my family's taken care of. I don't have to worry about how I'm paying the bills, how I'm, you know, that type of stuff. Having that financial freedom to go and hit that West Coast swing because you can. It's going like to be good. It sets your mental game better. We just yeah. said that one of the reasons I knocked, you know, Joe and I knocked Gibson was mental game. Yeah. Chris Dickerson's already consistent and now has a better mental game because he's not he thinking about, about money. Can I afford yeah. to do this? Is it worth yep. it? Yeah. yeah. You're a pro disc golfer. This is what you do now, man. Yep. Well, and on top of that, it's not like he has to be the face of Discraft. It's not like it's, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, we're putting all of our eggs in your basket. You have to be, be winning have to be getting top four every single week yep or you know we're in trouble they've got paul Macbeth. yep yeah they have a million the first million dollar disc golfer yeah yeah there's no pressure on him mm-hmm. I, I i expect I a lot out of him being even higher than number five i could yep. see him pushing into that top yeah. four maybe even higher than that yeah all right so that was our sixes uh mm-hmm. Number five, that was your five, R or Joe? Yes. Chris, uh, no, Chris R- Dickerson. R- was okay, so Joe, five. who do you got at five? Eagle McMahon. Okay. He wow. Is, he is still limited on throwing forehands after um probably I cannot confirm this. I have not gotten a straight answer. Probably subluxing his shoulder, doing that Jomez reverse 360. Yeah. It at did least not look comfortable. If not dislocating yes. straight up. So um, he did not I have, have him surgery. Rank tire. He did I not have, have him surgery. Rank so tire as well. 
I I am factoring in his injury more than anything yep. else. I, I would agree with that. Honestly, I, without injury, legitimately without injury, he's my number one this year. I just have a feeling. That is my thought on it too. I would have without him injury, in, he's my number one. I would have him probably at two or three. Yep. I I, I legitimately think this is his year to truly blow up the scene. Yep. But I think he's gonna be limited early. Yep. But I think and I think these he's gonna be early hesitant. courses. I think these early courses, you don't necessarily need it. And I think he'll get that confidence by the time he needs he, that for He threw a lot so of forehands and his forehand is really good. Good. It's, really good. It's just mm-hmm. how much he's throwing is this his going forehand. Back? What other people's max backhands are like, that's nuts to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I have you met me. <laughs> I mean, I don't have world. don't in, in I, the I, amateur world. I don't have Eagle McMahon distance, but I have really good forehand distance. Yeah. Um, yeah. But with, with how much he used his forehand, I, I mean, we're all sports medicine. We know how much that athlete with the ACL tear, that knee is fine. And how that athlete just never comes back to the same, like that same level. I mean, look at Derek Rose. Yeah. His knee was fine after he got it fixed, but he was never the same guy. And I don't know if that's going to play a factor into Eagles. And, and that and he is could bounce why back and it could be fine. Like he could be like half the mm-hmm. MLB pitchers that have Tommy Johns take half the season off, come back and then they're fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and like Ben said, if it weren't for the injury, he'd be my number one this year. Yeah. Yeah. So with, without funny. a question, I have questions about the injury. I understand why you put him at five. I have That's no why. problems with that. That's why. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. mean I, I only have him one spot higher at four yeah. because of that. Um, I don't know where, where Ben, you have him, but to me, as far as talent, as far as talent, he, Ricky and Paul are in tier one. Everyone else is tier two or below. I'd say Simon would be an argument for that. Yep. And Simon is not on my list. Yep. Because he's missing the first half. He's he's missing a bunch of time being a new dad. Yeah. I I don't know enough about Simon. So for, for him, he's one I'm like, I don't, He's a top ten he disc is, golfer. He's a top five disc golfer. But he, when he's on tour, last year with his elbow injury, he missed a bunch of the season, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. um, this year, I I think he's fully healed from all that. The, it looks like year, it. I mean, in all of his YouTube videos, he's throwing the forehand like he used to throw yeah. the forehand. I think he's developed more confidence in that backhand. I think, I think so he's too. developed more confidence in that turnover shot, knowing he couldn't do it. I think. But I think missing the first half of the season, yeah. I don't think he's super, super, super consistent. To the point where he's going to be able to get eight tournaments in a row perfect yeah. to be yeah. in the top ten. Yeah, and I think so, yeah, and just being a new dad and you, Ben, you know, I know, just the lack of sleep and just being a parent. What like, sleep? Yeah, and <laughs> three, three I don't, maybe four hours on a good night. I don't know how good. that all totally factors into awful. him. You know, I, why would I want to do that? <laughs> yeah, you think a puppy is bad. Make yeah. sure it's something that you really, especially when you have a puppy and a kid, you know, yeah. not a puppy. Yeah. I mean, Jordy's like six or seven now, but he's that old. Holy crap. He's got the gray uh, beard going. So uh, uh, I mean, we're on a number five. We're on number My four. number five is oh. Calvin Heimberg. Actually, I, have um, I just I, have him I think that's because we had the Dickerson mix. Yep. I, I mean, that's that was my that was my stop there. So let me let me do some numbers here. You're good. So I well, I have him at number four. So we'd be talking about him next. And what about? I have him at three. Okay. He. Okay. You guys start talking. He did not have. He had a lot of two, three, four finishes this year. 
And he was just, he was right there. He didn't have any wins. He just, he was a very solid, consistent disc golfer. And I think he's going to be four just out of it. I mean, out of the, definitely the one and two that I have, which are probably your one and two, maybe not in the same order, but yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I have him at three for the same reason. Like I said, I'm worried about Eagles injury. Yep. I think that Calvin is the best of anyone not named Ricky, Paul or Eagle. Yep. And so I bumped him up to three for that reason because of Eagles injury. It's as simple as that. Um, you know, so, so I totally see why you have him at four. Um, I also like his dry think- sarcasm, his dry humor. He's a very, <laughs> he's just a very like, He'll give you that one liner with the straight delivery and not even flinch. And you, if you're not paying attention, you're like, this dude is so deadpan, but you know, you want to talk to a guy that he's a chemical engineer on the course though. Yeah. Oh yeah. If he gets in his own head, you'd never know that guy. Just his attitude on hole one is the same as the finishing final hole on 18 on the final day. You couldn't tell if yeah. that kid hit eight aces in a round or eight triple bogeys. He is just that consistent. Was, what's that meme that was going around? I think it was last year with the faces, oh, the of, faces Calvin. of Calvin. <laughs> and it was like all of him with this deadpan, like happy, sad, whatever. And then James Conrad wins and it's like him screaming. And then all the rest of them are just like deadpan, like whatever, super serious engineer uh, style. Like uh, that, it was that feels Right, is that he's an engineer. I did not know that, but yes. that makes total sense. He, he graduated, I don't know where, but he's a chemical engineer. Yeah, uh, he's, he's and it just makes sense. one, You're just like, one oh, hell yeah. of a disc golfer. <laughs> he's consistent. He's got great putting. Oh, yeah. He's got tons great of distance. distance. He's got good touch. I mean, the, the top five, top six talents yep. are just so damn good. You can't find a consistent just, fault in their game. He just didn't get day to day, sure. Year. Which is day to day. Can you see it? Sure. But yeah, overall, all those guys are just so solid. He never got a win last year. That was, that was what surprised me. He had to have more top five finishes than anybody. I think he was, I think he was like number one with top five finishes. Yeah. yeah, Well, maybe, maybe not number one, maybe tied up there with Paul and Ricky. But yeah, I mean, looking at his rankings, I mean, number two overall last year, number three overall, or no, sorry, number two and twenty, number three and twenty-one, yeah, number four and overall overall ranking, yeah, or overall rating. Like he's, he's really one good. of the top talents out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ever since the hair started growing longer, he started dominating. Yep. He's following the James Conrad philosophy. <laughs> so I have him at number three. Joe, you have him at four. Ben, who is your four? Uh, four for me was Dickerson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's right. So, so we kind of have those guys flipped between three, four, five, and five. Yep. Yep. And yeah, we, I think we're, we've actually been very similar on our list to the point where I'm doing the numbers really quick and we're really freaking close. Yeah. I figured. Uh, So, so like I said, he's my number three. Eagle was my number four. Joe, who's your number three? Kyle Klein. He has shown, he has shown a lot of promise this year. And I think with him being young and young and dumb, he is going to take a lot of chances and I think it's going to pay off. And Simon showing that you can do that. Yeah. And I'm saying, <laughs> look at and early I, I, Simon, I say, those Simon lions. Yeah. I say young and dumb in like the nicest way possible. Like ignorance mm-hmm. is bliss. You don't know what you're, what you don't know. 
and he's he that, ran a oh, I'm lot. I'm going to throw this right up there, and oh, it's a good thing that I didn't drop off this cliff five feet uh, behind the basket. Uh, but hey, yeah, all right, I'm taking the eagle. I I did that at Delwood for uh, when I was prepping for Clash of the Canyons. I was like, oh yeah, this hole. Why isn't anybody running it? Ran it. Dropped it like two feet long in the basket where it stopped another two feet. And I am down a ravine with I'm technically within C1X with a 30 foot look straight up. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's why nobody uh, runs this hole. You know, there's the worst kind of, of circle one putt is the vertical further than the horizontal distance. Yes. Yeah. And I, uh, I didn't watch the coverage of the late tournaments. I just kind of read about him, kind of saw the standings and he, late in the year, he was making a push. If he continues that push. Yep. Yeah. He's top tier. And, I mean, I, I mean, had him listed as my number six. I think he's a name. I think he's the next big name on his way. He, up and coming. There's a reason why I, Discmania I promoted him to the same level as Eagle and Simon. Mm-hmm. Like he's coming up there, which yeah, if you look at their, if you look at their pictures, uh, he is wearing a Simon jersey in his profile picture for Disney. That's awesome. It's, it's That's fantastic. awesome. <laughs> Everybody was saying Eagle should have worn a Simon jersey too. That's fantastic. All right. So then uh, who's your number three then? I, I said I had Eagle. Yep. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Our three, four, five are kind of like a toss up. Yeah. So, so let's get into one and two. Yep. Who do you have? Who had Ricky? Who who had Ricky as number two? I have him as two. Same. I have him as one. So I have him at two. This is going to sound really dumb because of the bag switch. I know that he's thrown trilogy before, but he's been out of it for a couple years now. I think that we could see him struggle a little bit, struggle by Ricky standards. So you know. Not still better pushing. than still top 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not pushing the uh, lead card, but top 10 in, in that first kind of month or two. Yep. I know everyone's really high on the dagger on him and yep. him getting he back to so much him. better with the dagger than he did with the ADRs. Oh, man, he he really insane. did. The one thing I agree with you, and the reason I have him as my number two is honestly just a gut feeling, but he's also focusing on his new line of discs which could be an argument both ways. One, he's going to be incorporating new plastic. He's got to get used to that new plastic. Two, they're making that plastic for him. That yeah. disc is going to do exactly what he wants it to do when it's ready. I so can't. as those discs come out, it's going to be one of those, yeah, he's got to get used to it. But two, he's getting used to it in a shot that he's looking for because that plastic is going to be made for him. So for me, it's a gut. I, I just think this is Paul's year. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I have him listed above because I think Ricky is right up there talent wise. He's showing it time and time and time again that those guys are so equal to ballot out for the end. Yep. I just think that I, it's a gut feeling, but I could see it both ways. I think there's a reason we all have him listed one and two. And see, yeah. I could, I'm making the exact opposite argument of you guys. I'm saying he's number one because of the bag switch. He's throwing yep. two time world mm-hmm. champion plastic again. He's pulled a few things out from. That he used to throw two or three because they ago. came up with new things. Yeah. They've come up with new things that fit him slightly well, better. Now he's going to get that new line of plastic yep. for the exact shots he's missing. And here's the thing: mm-hmm. is like there are a handful of discs that have been released since he left that he didn't get to throw that fit his game really well. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, obviously, he was throwing felons before, but uh, I watched a video of him throwing a felon. Wow. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah. Uh, he's got the heart back, and he he liked the heart better than the pig, but I think he liked that thumb track, so I'm assuming that his new harp for lack or of Or does he go back or does he go to the slammer and that comes Slammer's back into production? Yeah, right now it's out of production, but it doesn't have as much glide as the harp. Because mm-hmm. I have and I don't know where the pig is at for the glide. So, so I, the I sarp is what know. we should be looking for? The sarp? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Sorry, the slarp. The slarp. Yeah. Um, yes. it feels like Ghostbusters here. Ghostbusters, the original, uh, <laughs> talking about whatever the key master and the gatekeeper here. Uh, but I have, I think he, I, I think he's going to get that confidence from having that. He won his two yeah. world titles there. He's more than financially sound, except his Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> his Bitcoin has tanked. I hope he hasn't got it yet. Uh, well, have you seen the Bitcoin? Um, the, the it's like the Ricky's Bitcoin Twitter profile no. that just tracks how much is it, really? it it's worth now. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Well, who knows oh, when he got it though? That's the hard part. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's just I I think with that plastic back in his hand, he's gonna do really good things. I agree. And just watching some of the throws, like I think it's all gonna just click this year. And he was close last year. He just was a little off and. I'm assuming like that back half of the year, it had something to do with whatever was going on behind the scenes with Innova. And now, I mean, again, we talked about it. Mental game. He doesn't have to worry about money. He is financially set. He looks happy as shit. Yeah. I mean, that is a guy that just... You get a million dollars a year to throw plastic plus royalties on whatever discs that he has. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, which we all bought on day one. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I have him number two is because I'm worried about him getting off to a slow start. If he doesn't get off to a slow start, he's going to be number one. Yeah. Maybe by a mile. He is. He's skipping the all-star weekend to prep. Mm -hmm. more. And, And that to me, like just hearing that made me go, Oh gosh, I have him too low on my and, list. And he's the one who last year he won the points total. He grinded it out while Macbeth and a whole bunch of other guys skipped Silver Series. He went and played Silver Series. And that was the difference between him and Paul being one and two. Was those and it very well could come out to be this that yeah. this year too. And mm-hmm. he is yeah. uh Paul's not starting his tour until March. He's skipping. Okay. Well, he's he's skipping Las Vegas and Waco. Yeah, I think it's. Or maybe wow. playing Waco. As the I know opener. he's skipping Vegas. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but hey, I mean, I, if you're only taking the top eight finishes, there's yeah, what fifteen, fourteen, and, and he's so technical stops. in his game yeah. that with as open as Vegas is, there's guys that are going to finish above him. I mean, I know he's he's hit a couple. And let's talk he about played Vegas last year. He was Macbeth. all right. Like Vegas was probably one of his worst tournaments. Yeah, and, and by and, his standards, I'm not even saying like it was a yeah. bad tournament, but like no, he still had a top finish. Again, it's just, going back to Ricky, a bad a bad you know struggling for him is tenth. Yeah, yeah. Top, so I mean, going yeah, on that top was, five finish. Oh God, he did horrible. Yeah, talking <laughs> about Macbeth, I just I have a feeling this is the year again. Yeah. I think he's adding another claw on all his signature discs. I think it's just watching some of his, um, you know, 
watching some of his YouTube videos, that's where I kind of seem to watch and see the guys with the social media presence that way a little bit. He just has a swagger to him again. Mm-hmm. There was the I'm rich, I'm trying to learn how to be rich kind of feel. And just watching him these last couple of years, I just have a feeling he's going back in that top spot. I, I think his putting is still the best. I, I mean, yeah. that guy's hitting putts from circle two like they're nothing. You you give Paul McBeth a 40 footer, you just assume it's in. That's yeah. a circle one putt. That's a yeah. tap in. If he's at if he's in circle one at 30 feet, that's a tap in. There isn't a thought at 30 feet unless there's something in the middle of his view. There even you then, uh, there were a couple tournaments last year that I watched yeah. where he put through branches and made it. And I'm sitting there going, mm-hmm. How? Like yeah, I can't I, make that putt if I'm on a knee like he was and it's wide open. Like the cameraman can't find a clear picture, but somehow the disc goes through clean. Yep. Like I, I don't understand how it works. Um, I think the Captain Raptor that's coming out, that slightly yeah. overstable version of the Raptor, I think fills a slot for him that gives him a little bit more confidence in that mid-range game. When I say mid-range game, I'm still talking freaking 300, 400 feet for these guys, yeah. which is max distance for us. Um, but I'm thinking that I, I just, <laughs> I'm just thinking that for him, I, I just have the gut feeling it's his year. I, I think he's gotten enough confidence in the putter again. I think he's gotten those distance drivers dialed into where he wants them. I just, I, I mean, one and two, they're a toss up. Yeah. And if for- Ricky comes out hot, he's going to be very difficult to touch. I think the consistency out of Paul and yep. what he can do on a course watching that negative 18 round at that's it's just stupid. Up, yeah. Like when he decides to turn it on, you're not touching him when he's on his game. Mm-hmm. Ricky's the only one that has a chance of catching him, but when he's on, he's on. I mean, there's a reason yeah. he's a five time world champ. There's yep. a reason he's consistently, consistently ranked in the top one to two people. I mean, Ricky's made the big push in the last five years. Paul's been doing it for 10 now. I mean, yeah, I and, it's and just that's crazy to watch. Why, like I said, I have him number one because I'm worried mm-hmm. about Ricky starting a little bit slow. And Paul's just that good. Where if he Ricky really starts is. slow, I don't know that he's going to be able to catch him. Yeah. And because I just, of how good he is. And I think a little bit of his is going to be pride. Ricky's going to go back and think he's top dog. And I don't think Paul wants to let him have that. I don't blame him. No, like, I completely agree. So depending on how much we missed, Paul's really good. Ricky's really good for me. It's a gut feeling. Yeah. I and mean, I'm, that's really I, what it comes down to. My gut is going the other way. Otherwise it's, I think, yeah. I think Paul is going to have a great season. I think Ricky's just going to do that little bit better. Yeah. And it, and, it really and is me, like, it comes down to one of them has to be one and one of them has to be two. Yep. Yeah. There and, is a winner and there is a, a loser yeah. essentially. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what's the, what's the separation between them? Yeah. Who knows? I think it's going to be a fun. I mean, it, it brings me back to the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire days. Of yes, just, yeah. It's going to be a race to the top. And I'm hoping yep. that's what it is. I We're going to see who takes more steroids. I'm hoping something's really not hoping stupid not. and one of them yeah. has to miss for a reason. I just am expecting a really big battle with yep. some names quietly sneaking in the top, like yeah. Eagle, like yep. Simon, like Klein, like Dickerson. I, I'm really hoping we see those names. I'm hoping Simon comes out of being a dad when he does come back and just kills it i think so i want to see simon return to the simon of like where the hell was that line you just parked it well i I want to see that come back i want to see that confidence of i'm a dad now i'm having fun with this let's go yep i think uh the video he did with paul last year 
I think broke him a little bit because it was when they went out together and Simon threw Paul lines and Paul threw Simon lines. Yeah. And, and he realized, wait, there's a smart line to take every now and He then? was basically like, this was like, you could see the confusion. He's like, this is so easy. Like, RJ, if you haven't watched it, look that one up. And then at the end of it, it's, have to look. at it's the end hilarious. of it, Paul's like, I feel like I just played 25 holes and we played 18. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was just really funny to watch the different mindsets of Simon going, my arm can do that. That's a hyzer line. Paul's like, the hell that's a hyzer line. Yeah. Like, Two no. very good discs. You can forehand that? The hell you can forehand yeah. that? No. <laughs> it was it was just funny to watch it and just kind of see the different thought process. But and just see I'm, Simon I'm break like slowly. Just kind of like <laughs> just had this mental like that was so much easier. Like but at the same time, it's just gonna make his game better oh, because yeah. now he's thinking oh, yeah. like that. It's just I, I'm it's excited funny. for this year. I, I can't funny. believe we yeah. mentioned it with with the FPO side. I'm excited to see the fight that comes out of combining the world and yep. not just one side and, versus the other. Two people I forgot to add in is uh, Seppo Payu. He's um, another uh, European disc golfer. He's coming out. Oh, excuse me, coming over. And Vino Makala. He's another pretty solid disc golfer. I just don't know enough about either of them and they yeah. haven't really been here. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I honestly I also don't know so their tour long on this episode. Either. We probably should wrap it up, but I think next week talking, maybe some of those fringe names would be fun. Yeah. Those, um, those two well, mostly because I don't think at this point they've announced their tour schedules yet. I didn't feel comfortable putting them even in my 20. They are, they are more than for sure. Top 20. But at the point where we were recording this, I don't think they released their tour yeah. schedules yet. So if they're not even yeah. coming over here, they're dead last. <laughs> oh, yeah. So quickly, well, and, before and, we do wrap oh, this yes. up here, or go ahead and let's, yeah. what do you have to say? Oh, I was just going to say, I think my big takeaway for the MPO is we're going to see kind of that, that really top end race between Paul and, and uh, Ricky. But that, that race for third and, and that kind of that next chase car. Group, yeah. Yeah. That the is going to be really fun to watch too. Yep. I think you're not going to necessarily see a consistent winner at tournaments. I no. think you're going to see some consistent Less finishers. All or Ricky? I don't. Yeah, even I mean, then. I, honestly, I think they just. I think there's going to be a lot of lead card finishes for those guys. Yep. Where they're going to be top four, and that's why they're going to rank high. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is a year where out of the top twenty tournaments, you have fifteen names. Yeah, I, I could see that being that kind of yeah, year. Yeah. But going yeah. through our top ten. I'm going to skip 10 because we have four guys tied. Um, but at nine, Garrett Gerthy. Okay. Eight, Adam Hams. Seven, Kevin Jones. Six, Kyle Klein. Five, Dickerson. Four, yep. McMahon. Yep. Three, Heimberg. Two, Wysocki. One, Macbeth. But that's literally just because, you know, yeah. Joe lost the tiebreaker. Pretty much. Yeah. Actually, wait. We said we'd give him a half point. Ezra Adderhold at 10. Ah, yes. Because ah, of the yes. half point. Because of the half yes. point, we'll give it to him. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, oh, I mean, I, and I could see this list being really freaking dumb talking about some of the other top names. Coming I kind of want to come back. We to might this have like half, four right at the halfway mark to see how we're doing and maybe cry a little bit. Yep. I will. Uh, I'll make sure you keep your notes on you. So when we go through and look at our individual list, we can make fun of each other. Like, dude, Ben, you put Nico Castro in there. He's like at 30th. He hasn't even started, yeah, well, you know? Gosh. 
I, yeah. Yeah. James Conrad is sitting back in 50th. I don't know what the heck you were doing, RJ. Or he yeah. won the first three tournaments and like, wow, we didn't think this guy had the power and look at him yep. showing us all wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but so, I think that about wraps it up here. Um, I would yeah. hope so. We're only a little over time, and you have some editing work to do. What are you with... talking about? We're only at six <laughs> minutes right now. <laughs> For those of you not following along and didn't see the big skip in the middle of it, uh, there are some technical issues. Thank you, Firefox. Wow. Love There's you. no way people are still listening, but somehow if you are, thank you. Yes, we yeah. appreciate thank all you of you. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Insta- no, I don't, don't have, have an Instagram. Instagram. If you want to make it's an time. Instagram. Once yes. the season starts, we'll have to start posting short clips and yes. shit. Yeah. So follow us on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube at Joe's Disc Golf. Uh, follow us, I said, on Twitter at Half in the Bag DG. Yep. Half in the Bag Yes. Half in the Bag DG.com. Follow Joe at Joe's Disc Golf on Twitter. Uh, Joe's Disc Golf.com. And find us wherever you can find your podcast if you haven't or if you're still listening at this point yeah send it to that automatic download that just delete us after because it just makes us look good with our numbers because you know we're actually starting to actually see numbers which is kind of cool yeah it's this is the third episode and we've got this is the third episode and i'm in season two of my podcast and we're about the same i i'm happy and just like what the hell clearly you're boring joe rj and i are the fun ones yeah, clearly Ben and I have a voice for radio and you have a face for TV. No kidding. So, and here's yeah, the thing, though, like, is that's the difference. If you're looking for more of just straight up news, that's that's where mine is. And this is the fun banter where we BS about whatever. So eventually if you, we'll figure out how to do it the right way. Maybe. I think this is kind of our don't, format don't at this point. make <laughs> that we won't keep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't All drink right. anymore. I don't drink everyone. any less, but I don't drink anymore. It's a promise I can All keep. Right. Well, thanks, everyone, and have a good night, guys. Yep. Yep. Yep.